We really are uh, insure tech in the sense that we've got a really deep bench of insurance background and expertise, and we've got a really deep bench of like startup technology background and expertise. Um, I am the startup technology background, not the insurance background. Um, but through my my last company, I was a part of starting, like I was close enough to insurance to see that there are just so many opportunities. So my company had kind of morphed into um, really an innovation technology service company. So we would go into large organizations and say like, where's the opportunity to leverage data or technology in a way that this industry or company hasn't before. And so I spent a good bit of time selling into insurance. And what was interesting to me is like, it was really easy to sell like an innovation sprint, like, Hey, come in let's do some cool stuff. Let's look at opportunities here. And, you know, we'd spend a lot of time and we'd uncover an opportunity. We'd build a business case for it. And like, no one would hit go after that. <laughs> so it was like, we really started joking. Like, it's just innovation theater. Like they want to yeah. be able to do a dog and pony show internally and show off some cool stuff we're looking at, but no one was really to make that investment. And for me as an entrepreneur, like, you know, my alarm bells were going off like crazy. Like there is so much opportunity to leverage data and technology to really do something that isn't even that crazy. Like if you look at customer experiences in almost every other industry, like let's just target that. Like it doesn't take much to, to make it better than it was from what I was seeing. So that's kind of my own personal uh, experience. And I was really looking for an opportunity as much as I loved the company I was a part of and that company is still doing great. Like I wanted to take a bigger swing. I wanted to build something that if it went well, it could have staying power, you know, it could be a disruptor in a community in terms of like a force for good, right? Like create jobs that would last and, and potentially a lot of them. So that's why insurance was really attractive to me. I mean, I'm a, I was thinking an awful lot about just like kind of long-term downline impact. And I look around Cincinnati, Ohio, where I'm from, and so many of the buildings that, you know, have names on them are insurance companies that have you know just invested a lot in our community to make this a better place to live. Like, like that's the kind of legacy I want to leave. I want to start a company that has a chance to build jobs that people love and to have an impact on the communities we're a part of. So that was a big driving force for me. On the other side, you know, David, our CEO, he was an actuary. So he grew up in insurance, started uh, as an actuary at uh, the National Council on Compensation Insurance. So he was deep in workers' comp initially. And uh, even right away, uh, working with, you know, he would always, he describes it as like, you know, working with some of the smartest people he's ever been around. There's like 100 actuaries on his team, you know, as a new guy. And still these amazingly incredible people, he, he started to ask questions like, why aren't we just leveraging data that already exists in systems? Why are we having people like send paper trails to get the data we need? Like this stuff is available. And the answers he got were like, it's just not how we do it. Or our systems aren't set up for it. Or it's just not part. And he just started going like, okay, well, that, I don't, that doesn't seem like the right answer. So that's kind of the nugget that was planted in his, in his brain. He went on to do some uh, actuarial consulting. And then he landed at a company called Jewelers Mutual. Um, and they're a, a jewelry insurance company. And one of the things they were doing that just like was kind of the aha moment for him was he, they just figured out if you put insurance in places where it's relevant, it does better. So for them, they're like, what if we embedded insurance into like online shopping carts? Like you're buying jewelry, a, like an engagement ring, right? A blue Nile or something like that. Uh, if I said, you want to add insurance to this ring at the time you're spending 10 grand on an engagement ring, like the uptick is pretty good. Number one. Uh, and the chances that someone is going to make a fraudulent claim goes down significantly. So the losses are better too, right? So they just saw incredible conversion ratios and better loss ratios. And, and David's like, man, there's, there's got to be a way to do this in other parts of insurance, you know, specifically on the commercial side. So you, you did start to see some innovation from, you know, the Geico's of the world who are investing heavily in 
direct to consumer and technology and online, but really on the commercial line side, on the business insurance side, like that wasn't falling. And so, you know, David actually went to help start a company called ClearCover, which you had them on as a guest not too long ago. So you're familiar with them. He was, I think, the first employee and, you know, head of insurance and, and their, their chief actuary. So he helped kind of get that thing started as a way to learn how to build an insurance company and to be a part of a startup. But he told Kyle from the beginning, like, I want to focus on commercial. Like, well, I believe there's an opportunity to build a great company in commercial. So after a couple of years of helping stand that up, he's like, I think now's the time. So left clear cover to, to start Coterie. And, um, you know, fortunately for myself and, and my other co-founder, Kevin, we're in Cincinnati. David, for a number of reasons, had, had chosen to move to Cincinnati to start this company. And um, you know, just through kind of networking, met us both pretty quickly. And I was like, yeah, this is the exact kind of play I want to run. So like just the opportunity to build a customer experience that um, kind of would mimic what we're used to as customers in general is, is kind of the first thing. But really, if you think about it, it's more of a, a, as much of a data play as it is a technology play. So, you know, for us, we believe there's an opportunity to leverage new sources of data that no one else is for underwriting, for pricing, um, and for segmenting, right? Like we can look at a risk differently if we use different inputs. And that's really how insurance companies win, right? Like they look at the same company, but they're able to look at it in a different way because they have different data. So um, so we see that as the kind of the, the big long-term opportunity is like, let's create delightful user experiences, customer experiences, anywhere that, you know, someone would want to get insurance. And let's leverage data in a way that no one else is today. What's the response from these SM? I mean, you, you're primarily focused on SMBs, correct? Yes. And what's the response when they hear, uh, or then when they're introduced um, to Coterie? What what is the response from them? Is it is there a moment where they're like, "Oh, this is new and I don't understand it," or is it like, "Oh, this is what I've been waiting for"? Like, what what's the? I'm sure it's a variety of responses. What do you hear? Yeah. Yeah. So. First of all, I would say like we don't hear a ton from our policyholders um, because we're not direct to small business. So we're not trying to go find that mom and pop business owner on the corner. We're distributing through primarily through agents, right? So independent mm -hmm. agents who are selling insurance, like it was a pretty big pain for them. Like that's not where we started. We always believed agents would be a part of our distribution plan, but we we kind of started out trying to solve the harder problem first of like, what if we could fully embed insurance, right? So one of our first partners was, uh, we're fortunate enough to actually work with Intuit to build like an insurance tab right on their ecosystem, right? So if you're a small business owner powering your business, using QuickBooks to help run your business, you know, um, you can now also click an insurance tab and we can pull data from QuickBooks to give you a quote, a bindable quote, like really quickly. So um, from that sense, we do hear from from those end users, those, those customers pretty quickly. And, you know, I think at first there's like a, is it really this easy? Like I'm used to having to sit down for hours with my broker and, and then wait a couple of days to even get a quote back. And, you know, it's just not a fun process. Um, but then, you know, once you've got a policy, like, you know, policy docs are sitting in your inbox after five minutes, right? Holy cow, I'm done. That's it. Right. That's, that's crazy. So I think there's that reaction. Then on the other side, if you look at the independent agents, you know, where we're seeing the, the vast majority of our growth today is like, it's kind of, I look back and I'm like, duh, in, in hindsight, duh, right? Like the difference between like selling a vitamin and a painkiller is how I talk about it. Like an independent agent, they've got a real problem. Like, so the average independent agent, like many of them get their, they cut their teeth in personal lines. So they sell home and auto initially. It's where most people get started. Like they're community-based. It's all about relationships. So, you know, I'm selling home and auto to my neighbors and folks in my community. Well, inevitably, if you do that well, like you start to get a good book of business, many of those folks end up being entrepreneurs, business owners, right? So 
you know, I've sold you your home in auto and now you come to me and say, hey, Tim, can you help me with my small business as well? If I say no, or I send you down the street to someone else, like there's a fair chance that that person's not going to just sell you the business insurance. Like they want it all, right? So right. there's like this risk of losing some of your best customers if, if you can't take care of their small business. At the same time though, those agents would tell you like, man, small business insurance is a lot more complicated. Like there's, it's very nuanced. Uh, it takes me a really long time to find, to get this policy written and bound and serviced. And I make not very much money on it. Like it's actually just not a profitable segment for me. So as we started interviewing, I was part of this, like I went out and talked to a hundred independent agents in the course of a couple of weeks. And like the, the through line was like, uh, it's kind of a necessary evil. Like I don't love doing it. There's a handful who really do start there and they love commercial and that's kind of what they want to do. But most of them kind of back into it by accident. They feel like it's something I have to do either to protect my base or to grow my agency at some point. Right. Um, but they would just tell you like, it's such a pain in the butt. And they're like, well, what if I could help you, you know, write that policy in three minutes. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what we're focused on now. And they're, again, it's kind of one of those things where if I can show you it, you're like, is this real? <laughs> like, why wouldn't I start here? Right. So, so that's kind of where we're at today. So if for an independent agent who it sounds like they all have a similar pain, right? It's low margins and high effort, which is yes. not great. But like you said, they it's almost like a necessary evil in some cases. Um, what is the other alternative? I mean, was it just doing it the old fashioned way? And then here comes Coterie and it's the new way? Or are there other ent new entrants who are now starting to compete for that? Like, what's the landscape look like today? Yeah, there are. It's a great question because there's quite a bit of tools now. You know, three years ago, even there was very little alternative other than like a couple of the traditional carriers, the incumbents like started to build like online quoting platforms. So you could do it online. But in most cases, even there, like it still has to go to a, to an underwriter, like literally a human sitting at a desk. Right. So you might be able to get um, like a, a directional indication of whether or not they're interested, but you're not going to be able to bind that thing until it gets underwritten. Some of them started to move towards like straight through processing. So I'll quote and bind this thing instantly online for a really small subset of our, of our appetite, right? So for like that really beautiful, easy looking business that's safe, like we'll do that one, right? Um, but that's just usually not the case, right? So, um, but in recent years, in addition to, you know, folks like Coterie who, you know, we're, I, I, I can't think of anyone who's going to be easier. It's literally like, give us business name and address now, and we'll give you a bindable quote. Like it doesn't get much easier than that. Um, but there's also now platforms like these kind of rating platforms. So the problem with carriers is they might build their online quoting platform, but now I have to go to like three or four separate carrier platforms to get different quotes and even see if you'll cover this. Right. So there's kind of this new entrant, new wave of like quoting platforms that have done integrations now with those other carriers, right? So now I can go to one spot and enter the information one time and get back quotes from multiple different carriers. So that's that's been a, a big part of Coterie's growth too, is like integrating with all those platforms. So any digital tool that a small agency or any agency might use, we've probably already done that integration with them to make it really seamless. So um, for us, that's not as ideal because they're now getting quotes from multiple other carriers, of course, but the convenience of it just makes so much sense. And, you know, for us, so we look at that and go like, okay, well, how can we make that an even better experience? Well, you know, we don't have to have 50 questions answered, like we need two and we can get the rest, right? So <laughs> if we can be the quote, the fastest to put a quote on the screen, like we still have a chance to win over others by, by really focusing on we focus on three things. It's really simple business model, speed, simplicity, and service. If we can be faster, 
easier and better at service servicing the policies than anyone else will win. Like the, I joked with you earlier, like the bar is not very high in insurance, especially commercial. It, it reminds me a little bit of the mortgage industry where speed is just, uh, it's like a, it's like the NASCAR pit crew. It's like people yes. are making pretty big decisions very quickly, right? Very like quick. in some cases they're spending the biggest, a, a bigger amount of money than they've ever spent. And they're doing it like this and the patience yeah. is pretty low and they're being rushed by other people. Right. Yeah. And so if you can turn it around like that versus another one who takes a little bit longer, I mean, sometimes you can just win on those, on the seconds you can trim out of it or, but, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're just reducing as much friction out of the process as that's possibly right. can. And, and others are too, but it sounds like you're potentially reducing far more friction than the others, yeah. right? I think so. We believe so. And we're focused on that, like really the front end experience of like, how quickly can I, I've been, I've been a small business owner. Um, insurance is not like, we always joke, like no one wakes up on Saturday morning, excited to like take the kids and family out shopping for their small business insurance. It's like, one of those things that's on your list that like the faster I can get this thing done. And also I just want to know I'm covered, right? Like I hopefully I have the right coverages, but honestly, more than anything, like most business owners are like, just check that box so I can move on to the next thing. So, you know, we're, we're trying to give them the easy button to, to get that done as quickly as possible. That was my experience. It was something I had to do. Uh, yep. It just needed to be good coverage, reasonable quote, moving on. And, and, right. not, and not, ease was definitely it for sure. That I agree with that. And the scary, one of the scary things about that, you know, I'll share our own experience at Coder is kind of crazy as an insurance company, right? So, you know, uh, as meta as this sound, like we have to get our own insurance, right? Like we're a business, we have to get insurance. Turns out insurance companies don't love to give insurance to insurance companies. So it was a little bit challenging to find someone who would underwrite us and go like, yeah, sure. We, we'd love to back this insure tech who's doing all these crazy things in insurance. Um, so we find a broker who helps us and, and finally get a policy written. And um, one of our insurance experts on our team, like, I think it was like six months after the fact was like reviewing our policy docs. And they're like, uh, there's an exclusion in our own policy for selling insurance. So literally the broker had helped us find a policy that someone would underwrite us. And yet if you dig into the weeds of that policy, like they exclude any insurance activity. So if something were to happen and we'd file a claim, it would get denied because insurance activities are so I'm like, what the heck is going on? So that's the crazy part is like, and it wasn't intentional. It's not malicious. Like that broker, right. I want to screw these guys. And like, it's a very nuanced thing. It's really easy to miss a detail. And so as great as humans are and like the relational side and like, tell me about your business. Like it can still be easy to accidentally get the wrong policy. And now you don't have the coverage you actually need. And so part of the simplicity for us is like, not only can we give you a quote instantly, right. In seconds, like with that quote, cause comes coverage recommendations. So we're like, you're a plumber in Texas working on this kind of stuff with this many employees. Like here's the right coverages. Here's the right limits you should have. Uh, here's the right endorsements you should have on top of that based on where you're at and what you're doing. So we're helping insurance agents become more intelligent by giving them recommendations to say like, based on businesses like you in your area, we think this is the right coverage It's really important, especially if you think about that independent agent who might spend most of their time on home and auto and they've become this expert in home and auto, like there's like 3000 different classes of business. And in every state for every one of those 3000, like there's a little bit different nuance to it. Like I, I might have to write a different policy for that. That's a really hard thing for someone who doesn't spend a lot of time to become an yeah. expert. In. So our technology is sort of like giving them superpowers to say like, you know, you can now do commercial profitably 
and you can be you can offer the right recommendations to your customers to kind of make you the hero. How important is it for the end user, the end uh, customer to have an awareness of Coterie? It, it sounds like the majority of your time is making sure you're in front of independent agents. But when yeah. that independent agent says, hey, look, I very quickly turned around a quote, I stand by it, believe it's the right one for you. How important it for them is to for them to know Coterie or do they, do they have such a deep relationship with their agent? They're like, sure, I whatever you recommend is fine. I, it could be company XYZ, ABC, I don't care what it's called. What, what, how does that yeah, work? It's usually that, right? So we, you know, we used to joke, like if we wrote a billion dollars of premium and no one had knows who Coterie was, that's a win for us. Cause we're really just empowering our partners, whether that's QuickBooks or it's an agent, like we're just giving them the resources they need to, to take care of this thing for their, for their customers. Um, brand is important though, right? Like if I'm a, if I'm a small business owner and my agent comes back to me and says, here's a quote for Coterie who you've never heard of. And here's a quote for, you know, farmers, right? Like, uh, and they're the exact same price, exact same coverages. I'm like, well, I'll just take farmers yeah. then. Right. Um, yeah. But so the way we win though, is to say like, yes, we have to have a rated, like we're an A rated insurance company. So we partner with folks who have the highest ratings and that's kind of where for the insurance agent, that's what they're looking for. Like, are you a rated, which basically means is there enough capital behind you that if a loss happens, you're going to be around to cover it. So a rating is really important in the commercial insurance world. If you have that, though, the way you went over, the way we're winning over our agents is just by being the easiest possible solution for them, right? So, um, you know, they might not even make it to getting quotes from those traditional carriers because in two minutes we've given them what they needed and, and they'd like to move on to the next thing. So for us, that that speed and simplicity is, is a big part of how we win. And we'd rather the you know, that business owner, think about the agent, not Coterie. So, you know, we're going to put the agent's name on the policy docs as well. They'll see Coterie, you know, at some point, but it's almost irrelevant. Other than if I need to file a claim, I need to know how to get a hold of Coterie and make that super simple. Um, beyond that, like we believe it's mostly, it's such a relational industry that we'd rather prop up our partners to be kind of that forward facing um, brand, not ourselves. That's another place where it reminds me of the mortgage industry where, you know, you go through that process, you get quotes and, you know, you might get five quotes if you're going through an aggregation site or something yep. like that. Two of them you recognize, three you've never heard. And I don't right. know about other people, but uh, even when I, if I see numbers that seem too good to be true in a name I've never heard of, I'm like, I think maybe I'm going to go with Wells Fargo on this one, you know, <laughs> and play it a little bit more um, right? because I don't know, I've never heard of this. But you guys are in a fortunate position where you're either the first or early, you're a first or early mover in this and you're going off of you're trying to have things that people can't compete with. But I guess over time, as people start to catch up yeah. um, or be more competitive on that front, that's probably where brand will make and name will make more of a difference. But at this point, you can win on other things, right? Yeah, one of the other ways we win um, is by having a pretty broad appetite. Um, so, you know, there's certain kinds of businesses. So one example is like new businesses, like I'm a startup, I just get started. Like the traditional carriers who write commercial, like small commercial, like they don't love new business. So if I'm an insurance agent trying to find a home for a policy for someone just getting started, like it's actually pretty hard. There's not a whole lot of places you can take that. So it's one of the places where, data can enable us to take on risks that others might not uh, because again we can look at it differently than others are looking at it so having you know a home for some of that stuff that might be hard to place is another way we can build credibility and trust with that agent to go like 
hey, I know that, you know, that home-based new business, like, I know that's hard for you. We'll take care of that one. And then hopefully through that experience, you'll say like, man, Coder is super easy and they've been great to work with. Like, I'm going to take all my stuff to them first. And for us, like we are laser focused, we call it micro commercial. So it's like small business for us is like 20 employees or less and $5 million or less. Like that's really our sweet spot. We can write a bigger business than that, but we found like that's the spot where we win um, over most other folks. And so we're, we're laser focused on like, how can we be that one-stop shop for that business with 20 employees or less? We want, we want to work on making sure we have, you know, all the coverages and all the things that they would need so that they can get coders. My, those are my folks for this thing. Yep. I'm going to get this taken care of and on to the next part of my business. Yep. Well, uh, growth, like you're experiencing is not easy, but I'm sure there's some rewarding aspects to it that make it all worth it. What, what are some of the more rewarding aspects that you've uh, seen firsthand? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it already, like some of the testimonials that are coming in from our partners and agents who are just like, man, this really is opening up a whole new line of business for me. Um, it's, it's really cool to see. And, you know, uh, look, insurance is a social good. The, one of the scariest things for me was as I got into building this company, it was like something crazy, Justin. I think it was like 50% of small businesses don't have insurance. I'm like, that is bonkers because you've been in this you know in this seat before like you have one incident that's not even inside your it's outside of your control right like it could be game over for you and in some cases like it could have impacts on your family and your home and yeah. some of that other stuff that it's not that you're intentionally opening yourself up to this risk you don't even think about it because there's so many things you're trying to like there's fires every day right when you're starting a company and like this is just low on the list it doesn't even come up usually the reason you get it is because someone tells you you have to get it like you're yeah. getting your first lease. You've, you've landed a large customer who's like, Hey, I need you yep. to have insurance. Like there's some trigger for it. That's, that's usually a catalyst, but to me, that was kind of scary. And it's like, there's a lack of awareness, number one, and it's such a painful process. Number two, I think those two things are the reason folks don't. So like, man, we have an opportunity to reduce that 50% to something much less and make this, you know, not some crazy hard part of running their business. Like, let's get this thing done and on to the next thing. So when we hear from our partners that we're doing that, we're making it really easy for them to offer that small business insurance. Like, you know, they will become more active in their own communities in terms of serving those small businesses. So that's pretty exciting for me. The, the other part of it is, you know, um, I talked about culture before. It was a big uh, driver for me was, you know, I had the fortunate position of being a part of starting a couple of companies before. And I kind of seen firsthand how rewarding it is to create jobs people love. Uh, and that was just an aha moment. I had this, you know, this, thought at one point of, you know, entrepreneurs, like you always hear like entrepreneurs are changing the world. And like, I totally believe that you can, you know, make a massive difference through creating a company. But I had this aha about seven, eight years ago in my last company. I'm like, man, that changing the world stuff, like one of the biggest ways you can change the world is just by creating great jobs. <laughs> like when people come alive in their work, they come alive in their lives. Like they become better parents, spouses, community members, like they pick up hobbies. They didn't, they're just generally more happy and um, kind of fruitful individuals. And I was like, man, what if, you know, at my last company, we were at 25 or 30 employees, like, well, what if you could create like 3000 of those kind of jobs? Like how much impact might you have? So, you know, we're sitting at about 140, I think now employees at, at Coterie and it's really, it's hard, right. To scale that and keep focusing on it, but it's super rewarding to, to know that there's a ton of people who not only love our mission and what we're running after at Coterie, like they genuinely enjoy coming to work every single day. And I, I think they're, you know, kind of better humans for it. So to me, that's a, that's a big part of it.